Welcome to the Grumpy Metalheads podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. Hi guys and welcome to another edition of the Grumpy Metal Heads podcast. I'm the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and I'm joined as ever by the man, the myth, the legend, Shrubs666. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Certainly better than you, I think. <laughs> oh, it's all worth it in the end. Um, for those listening that don't know, my baby didn't sleep last night. So rather than delving too far into that, let's get into it. Just, I'll just stare at your blurry eyes, please. Oh, yeah. I mean, those that will find the YouTube video will see me uh, with very uh, bloodshot eyes. Never mind. So, Shrubs, we've got an interesting week. So, what have we got? We have. Um, I'm going to start off with one that we, you know, a band we both like. So, we're going to kick into it because they kicked out their album, Wardruna. And uh-huh. Vit Raven out on Norse, Norse Music, which I think is part of Columbia record label. They've been going since 2003 from Norway. And Ina Selvik, who's the main guy of it, was in Gorgoroth and, and lots of a few other black metal bands back in the day. But now kind of focuses on um, Nordic sagas and folk music and rhythms and instruments from the Viking era. So if anyone's been watching Vikings, they would have seen Ina Selvik on there as some of the musicians that play in Katakat and stuff like that. So um, it's very much in, part of all that. And they were featured in um, some of the most pivotal episodes on that. So the music was played over when, uh, in fact, that'll be saying spoilers out loud, but uh, when certain characters die really epically, um, it's Wardruna that are played, and I really enjoyed that they were played in the last episode as well. Um, what yeah, do you yeah. think to the album, Shrubs? Um, do you know what? I don't think it's the, the, their best at all. I, I I started halfway through the week, I started to get feeling that a lot of the same songs started saying, sounding samey. I mean, if you take them individually, they're all really, really good. But as a whole, I just started to get a little bit bored of it. And I didn't, I, I started to struggle to enjoy it. I enjoyed the three songs they'd released prior to the album coming out. And they're still the standout songs on the whole album for me. The rest of it, I, I don't know. I, I just, it didn't click with me like their earlier albums have done. Maybe it's because there is a lot more of this folk style music out there with bands like Heilung and also Ina's other other collaboration with um, Evil Bjornsson from Enslaved. And I, I, I'm finding those a little bit more interesting than, than this album. It's still a good album, don't get me wrong, and and... Once I broke it down and broke the songs apart and listened to them, not one after the other, but in stages at different times, I actually started to enjoy the songs a little bit more because I didn't feel like I was just listening to the same song for an hour long or however long the album is. That's that's just the way I felt. It's nice to chill out to, but I, I just felt as, as a single piece for the whole album, all, all in one hit, I, I was starting to get a little drained with it and a little bored and... Um, Waiting for waiting for those three songs to happen, so I can go. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I like this one. And, and with with this album, I found that now Crit Raven when when that song started, like that that was one where it was just instantly fell in love with that song. Whereas other songs like uh, I can't pronounce them correctly, Skug and Gra, 
and some other of the songs on there when when they first started and when I first heard them I was like well this isn't this isn't that good and we were watching some of the YouTube videos and there's like I found that the more I listened to it the more interesting that I found it and now I can listen to the full thing and what I really enjoyed was a lot of the songs are like a conversation with a god or a being or some kind of element so with Crit Raven it starts where he's trying to find this white raven and then towards the end of the song they, it starts to talk back to him and, and another one there's this shadow being that they start to have this conversation and towards the end of the song it comes to this amazing crescendo and for me I enjoyed this more than any of their other albums because it sounded it sounded more commercially commercially acceptable it didn't sound quite as traditional as the older ones even though it's got all the like the same old instruments and things like that I think they have brought in other production techniques to make it sound a little bit more catchy as it were and I thought the album was completely amazing but if I'd have reviewed it on the first second or third listen I think I would have said exactly the same but because this band means so much to me um, I had to just keep going with it and it just became this utterly amazing thing but I, I think it only becomes that if you're really willing to delve into it but if you do delve into it you'll, you'll kind of find that but that that won't be a process that everyone wants to go through because there is so much to listen to I thought it was amazing okay. yeah no no I mean that that's a fair shout I mean I I didn't look into the background of of the songs around it or or anything else I I took it from a musical perspective on how I listened to it and um and yeah, I, I just felt that it started maybe that maybe because they've tried to make it a little bit more catchy, that there's a lot less work involved in listening to it. Whereas the earlier ones, because they weren't trying to go for those that sort of like commercial catchy type, it, it made it more intriguing to listen more, to see what you can hear. Whereas now maybe not, maybe if they've made it that more commercial, I I, I don't know what it was for me, but I just didn't I didn't feel intrigued enough and invested enough to they they each of the songs for me weren't as a whole piece from start to finish just didn't make me interested enough like i say once i split the songs out a little bit more and and didn't listen to them one after the other songs like gra did start to stand out a little bit more but by by that point it's like we're coming up to friday and saturday and we're reviewing it on the sunday so you know it's you know yeah it just didn't it just didn't trigger so much for me uh, as some of the earlier stuff. I was really looking forward to this album because, I, 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 you know, the three songs that had been released, I thought, and I still think are the, are the best on the on the album anyway, but they had me invested. But it's just the rest of it then, as it came together as a whole album, for me, I for me, it didn't work. I mean, I, and that's, I that's think, just a personal thing. I think this one um, will grow over time. and Possibly. Yeah, and I think I, I might go back to it in six months' time and go. Actually, that's that's a fantastic piece from start to finish. But just today, for me, not so much. I mean, I've given it a seven and a half out of ten because um, I, I I do think it it is a good album, and I think there will be lots of people out there like like yourself that that are fully invested in it and and will probably love it, and we'll probably give it a nine to ten out of ten just for me, and maybe a few other the casual listeners that kind of like this stuff. They they might just have a similar opinion to me where they just feel it's a little bit samey and I think it's an album and it just kind of I think it's an album that finds what that you need to work on uh, not you yeah that that 
I had to look into and understand the, the English translations of the lyrics and things like that. And if it had been just an album that I wanted to get through to review on this, and I think I wouldn't have rated it the, the 10 out of 10 that I'm going to rate it. Um, because yeah. it's hit me at a particular time where I'm reading about Norse mythology. I've named my, my son after him. Uh, a Norse god and it, it kind of hit at this correct time for me that it was just at the right place that it's impossible for me to split myself from that and I don't know whether it's because of that that I'm rating it this 10 and I find it so moving and and just utterly yeah it takes me almost it's almost otherworldly and that's coming from yeah. my, the staunchest atheist that there is. but I can completely see um your your perspective as well um, yeah, and it's great that we've got these two opinions. Now we have a lot of albums yeah. to get through, so I want to go on. We do have a few albums to get book. through, yeah. So, what okay, got? the next one, <laughs> the next one for me is uh, Grimer and Rotting Garden out on Natal uh, Mac Productions. Um, this is a band that's been around since 2014. They're Russian. Sorry, Shrubs, you um, broke up a little brothers. bit. Sorry, Shrubs, um, Shrubs you, you broke up a little bit there. I'll edit that part. I'll just go introduce that album again because the artist didn't really come through. Right, okay. Um, the next one for me is Grimer, and the album is Rotting Garden, out okay. on Natamakt Productions. Yeah. This is a band that's been around since 2014. They're Russian, and it's two brothers. This is their fourth album, and this is proper, proper good atmospheric black metal. Let me just go to them for a second, because I've forgotten the name of the album that got me into them. I'm not uh, heard of it. It's, it's the one before. Will, one. Of the uh, yeah. Will of the Primordial. And what an album that was. And so when I heard this was coming out and they'd released again, one or two songs leading up to this, this album. And I was getting excited because I knew it was coming out in January and my God, it doesn't, it doesn't miss the mark at all. This one's already going into my, my list for top albums of the year already, because it is that good. Just musically, it ebbs, it flows. It has blast beats. It has nice melancholic bits. Um, some of the sort of like background riffs that are going on have got just such beautiful melodies in it, which is not something you overly attribute with black metal. <laughs> such. Um, the only shame is is I can't be bothered to go and translate all the Russian lyrics. To find out what they're actually singing about. <laughs> Everything's in Russian, but his vocals are amazing. The musicianship on this album is so, so good. And the production, even Will of the Primordial, the production was really good. On here, it's it's even even more crisp. And it for me, this is like, this is how atmospheric black metal should be played constantly. It's just so good. I mean, if you do like Woden's Throne, you'll hear bits of that. If you like Afsky, which we've reviewed last year, you'll like that. Little bits of Sayor, you know, with how they have those sort of like underlying melodies that are just throughout a song, that this, they, they've got this in abundance. And, and it just makes the whole album feel even more epic and interesting. And honestly, I can't stop listening to it. This, this, this is an album that every time it comes around, I'm like, oh, it's on again. And just going, yes, brilliant. Just, just the opening track um, called Cedar, Cedar and Owls. And yeah, it, it's that whole song could just sum up the whole album as to how good it is because that just that one song is amazing and, and well worth listening to. But yeah, definitely off oh, for me. This is this was the album of the week. This is this is fantastic. And um, I mean, I, I've given it a nine and a half out of ten for me. This is that's how good this is. This is just 
almost absolute perfection. Yeah. I wait to hear this one then. All right, my yeah, friend. Yeah. So nine and a half out of ten, an amazing one. What have we got next? Um, we've got an EP because it kind of they sound similar. Um, and it's Ellen's with their Treba EP. It's only a three track, but it's like 30 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think, I think the first song's like 11 and a half minutes. The other one's 10 and a half and then it's eight and a half or something. It's something daft like that. But again, another really, really good high quality EP from Ellen who've been around from two th- since 2011. So they've been around a long time from Austria. It's a one man band, like a lot of these sort of like atmospheric type black metal bands that they're usually a very small small um, group of people like usually two one or two people actually making it um but again this is a this is a really good ep if you want to listen if you love atmospheric black metal you you can't go far wrong with this ellen one i gave it eight and a half out of ten it's obviously nowhere near as good as grimer but it's still really really good and it's only half an hour long but you'll get everything in it as well you'll get all all the peaks and troughs that you want in atmospheric black metal you'll get those underlying melodies you'll get some blast beats you've got nice horrific vocals you know that those those howls and growls that they do in atmospheric black metal you've got You've got all the ingredients for, you know, that's in atmospheric black milk and it, and it's really good. So Thanks, worth a listen. I really enjoyed this one as well. And I'd agree with that rate. And so what have we got next? Um, we're going to go to a different um, genre now. Going to go and do a bit of thrash because I think thrash has been neglected over the last few years, really. Um, there's been one or two good stuff, but this one, this one is, is, is good. It's from um, a band called Nervosa. And it's called Perpetual Chaos out on Napalm Records. Right. Um, they've been around, the most been around since 2010. They've been around quite a while now. They're from Brazil, all female band. Oh. Um, and this is proper sort of like old school thrash in the vein of Creator, Sepultura, Exodus. And even for those that listen to the podcast and hear the opening intro music, I think it's a band called Warbringer, if I remember rightly. Um, so they're similar to that. So they're kind of, she's kind of got sort of like that almost stepping into death vocals, not not quite the full growl, but certainly more the raspy, growly type of thrash vocals that you expect from like Creator and, and Exodus and, and Sepultura. So, and what a great thrash album this is. This is just thrash done well. And yeah, you can't, you can't complain at this. It motors along like you'd expect a thrash album to do. It's performed really well. The songs sound really good. The choruses have elements of catchiness in them that make you sort of like your ears prick up and go, oh, yeah, and, and a, a little bit repetitive. It, it The way a chorus should be, that's sort of like, yeah, yeah, I can see this kicking a crowd off quite nicely and would be really fun to watch live. Yeah, this is definitely a good album. I, I kind of remember them starting out and the first album being interesting, I think mostly because around the time in like 2010, 2011, we hadn't had a lot come out of Brazil since Sepultura, really. And this was, again, this was all female. So in a market that's dominated by men, it kind of kicks up a media storm, doesn't it, really, of seeing an all-female band. So they kind of rode on that. And then I think after that, the... A few albums they just it was just a little bit samey and a bit not interesting so but I thought I'd give this a go and yeah it definitely perked my interest up enough for me to go and listen to it I've given it an eight out of ten because I think it's it's a good start to the year for a thrash album let's hope we have a few more decent thrash bands that kick out albums of this quality because this is this is good I love it when a thrash isn't fucking trash so yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yes I'll uh 
really enjoy checking this one out, I think, and I know they've released a couple of Yeah, videos. I think I think it'd be a good one to add. You know, there'll be a good couple of songs on there to add to a training training playlist, I think. You know, there, there's enough there's enough pace in there to keep you um uh, to help you focus and, and get going and, and a bit of aggression when needed. So yeah, it would be a good one. Sounds good to me. All right. Anything yeah. else this week? Yeah, we've got one more. We're gonna go death metal style now. So to a proper old school band. And no doubt you'll like this as well. Asphyx and Necrosert, I think is the, um, or Necrosiros, something like that. Yeah, Century so Media and obviously Asphyx been around since 1987. Dutch band, pretty, pretty consistent in the style of death metal that they do. It's that kind of death doom mixture. Lots of death on this one and a few bit good, really good bits of actually death doom. And, you know, this is for people that love Bolt Thrower because they've got very similar lyrical style to Bolt Thrower. If you like the slower bits, you'll like the, they sound a little bit like Autopsy at times. Obituary as well with some of their slower bits. Definitely not vocally like Obituary, but, um, and another death metal band like called Master. There's, there's, right. I mean, Asphyx have probably influenced half, half of the bands as well as, as have been influenced by bands. So, I mean, they've been around as long as Bolt Thrower have really. So, but yeah. It, it's it's just a solid solid death metal album it's not going to blow you away but there's definitely some highlights in in that album that uh, i properly enjoyed i definitely heard bolt thrower in there uh, there's a a good song called mount skull on there molten black earth is is a good song as well the album title it, it, it's okay it goes on for seven minutes it's not it's not a boring seven minutes so and and they released a song called the nameless elite which isn't too bad either um that's quite a short short stabby one at three minutes four minutes long so yeah it, it, it's a good death metal album um it's not going to blow you away i don't think it's going to make anywhere near my my top 10 top 20 by the end of the year i, I might be surprised but i doubt it yeah. but it, if you're missing a bit of that that good quality old school death metal sound then you know and you want to avoid like the likes of gate creeper I don't know why you'd want to miss Gate Creeper or Two Mold or anything like that, but if you wanted to get back to proper old schools, the original, the original people that actually started the whole death metal scene that those come from, then that's this is where you go to get check this Asphyx album out. It's good. It's not going to blow you away, but it's good. I've given it. Uh, you know, a seven and a half, eight out of ten. All so right. I, I couldn't, I couldn't decide. Yeah, I, I'll give it the benefit of doubt and give it an eight. Yeah, it, it's a good listen, uh, and yeah, it, it, it's fun if you like death metal. All right. So in a bit of doom. I like it. Some okay. nice big tasty ribs. And then I believe it is time for our essential metal listening this week. What have we got, my friends? Right. Well, I, I've. I've had to go for two albums because I've really struggled between which one I liked. It's from the same. It's from the same same artist, so it, it's not a problem. I just couldn't decide which one of the two albums I wanted to class. But I think they're both essential. So I thought, sod it, let, let's throw them both in there. Oh, well, we're going to go to. We're going to go for Danzig, okay? What? And his first album, Danzig, and his third album, Danzig Three, <laughs> How the Gods Kill. These two <laughs> albums, I think, are just. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I first got into Danzig in, I mean, Danzig, the first one, actually was released in August 1988. And I remember in around the same length of time, the same time, I was in Germany. I remember seeing um, like MTV or something at the time. It was late at night. I was staying at a friend's house and obviously we were up till stupid o'clock in the morning dicking around. I saw the video for Mother, which is one of the tracks off, off the first Danzig. And it was so brutal and shocking, especially when 
they tore apart a chicken and then drew an inverted cross on this semi-naked woman that it, it kind of stuck in my head however it also grabbed me just musically I thought it was amazing absolutely stunning vocally because Danzig has got an amazing voice without a shadow of doubt I've seen him live and he's done it live as well so I can I can attest that he's got a great voice but I was just blown away with how heavy it all sounded obviously this is going back to 1988 and that that imagery was quite dark as well um well excessively dark it's it probably still quite brutal for today really but I, I was hooked from that point on but then when Danzig 3 came out in July 1992 and he released the single Dirty Black Summer and I was like wow that's utterly filthy it's great and but he, had, he with this band, he manages to mix like traditional heavy metal with some proper blues, but also some other rock influences as well. So it, it kind of lightens up heavy metal a little bit, but it's still got all these dirty, dark riffs and these the lyrics are amazing. And also the actual title track for Danzig 3, How the Gods Kill, I think is probably my favourite Danzig song of all time. It, it's really slow brooding it's all about dying <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah it's just absolutely fantastic i i love these two albums i i think for me they're an essential listen for me i've i've enjoyed listening to them again this week like i say i struggled to split between the two because both albums have got so many so many good songs on there like twist of cane on the first one it's just fantastic. Again, Mother on it is fantastic. Like, just constantly, it all, literally, I was just listening. Am I, am I Demon? It, it's just um, absolutely great songs. Um, no, 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 and then no, no, also no, Bobby's no. and anything off, off this third one. It's just, they're just great. I, I just, I, I can't gush enough over I've, I've, how, I've how good those either, albums are. I've not heard either album before. So this is why we have this essential metal listening in here, just so people can get into these classic albums that might get forgotten about so yeah thanks for that man i'll be listening yeah to yeah i mean his, his late his later stuff not so much i mean he did a, a an album last year of elvis cover songs and you know i mean he is a big elvis fan and you can hear that kind of crooning tone that elvis did in both these albums but there's always a hint of darkness with it but, but then when he went and did the elvis songs now i grew up my mother's a massive elvis fan and I grew up listening to Elvis because my mum was a massive Elvis fan. And so I actually enjoy Elvis as well. However, I didn't enjoy one cover that Danzig did of any of the Elvis stuff. Because it was, let's, let's leave it, I don't know what he did to him, but it, it just wasn't right. I mean, he changed the style a little bit to more suit him, but it just didn't work. For me, it didn't work. And I, I was distraught. Why and wished he'd never done it. <laughs> but he's kind of flitted, he's kind of flitted with um Danzig. All his albums have numbers. So obviously Danzig, the first album is doesn't have a top number, but is Danzig one. And then everything else, and then he's got like six hours, 66 minutes for an album, and then another one is 7.77. Oh, it's just like and and by that time his albums aren't aren't good. For the later ones definitely aren't good I don't recommend them but people obviously go out there and listen to them check them out you might like them but I didn't like them the the first three albums are still his best that he's done he's ex-misfits vocalist anyway so and then he did Sam Hain which was I think a bit more of a thrashy type band 
but this was basically Sam Hain, but with the change in musical direction and genre a little bit. Okay. And so the record label, from what I read, the record label basically forced him to change it. So he turned it into Danzig because he just named it after him because he's an egotist. Um, <laughs> there you go. A very big egotist, but yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely these the, those two albums in particular. The second one's good as well, but I just, for me, there wasn't as many standout songs to make it an essential listen. Okay. All right then. Well, I'll be listening to those this week. Um, some really, really good uh, albums this week. It's going to be difficult for next week to uh, match up, I'm sure. But yeah. I'm sure we will try. So we will see you all again next week. Excellent.